The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. In the hope of finding nine missing American engineers, Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, and Lois Lane, star girl reporter, fly down to the Andes Mountains in a new super stratoplane. When the controls on Perry White's plane lock, Kent, as Superman, discovers an authentic Inca ceremonial flute jammed between the plane's elevator cables. This leads him to believe that the supposedly lost race of Inca Indians still exists. So, in an army pursuit plane piloted by Lieutenant Elliot, Kent starts for the Andes only to discover a stowaway on board, none other than young Jimmy Olsen. Flying at 18,000 feet, the temperature in the plane drops, and Jimmy looks for a jacket in the storage compartment. Accidentally, he pulls the lever, opening the emergency hatch. Elliot, the pilot, shouts a warning, but too late. Jimmy plunges through, hurtling toward the jagged peaks below. In a flash, Kent leaps for the opening as Superman. Jimmy's dropping like a plummet. I must catch him before he hits those rocks. Faster, faster. There, got it. Ten feet from the ground. Oh, that was too close for comfort. Well, there goes Elliot heading back toward Santiago. He'll report both of us as dead. Maybe it's better that way. I'll have a free hand. Now, I think the best thing to do is head for Tupangato while Jimmy is unconscious. Good thing I studied those maps so carefully. The mountain is due south from here, about a thousand miles away. Up! Up! And away! The mighty Andes mountains flashing under him like the teeth of a huge dragon, Superman plunges through the night with the unconscious form of Jimmy in his arms until he sights majestic Tupangato, the towering mountain into which the American engineers disappeared. Landing on the mountainside, he once again assumes the disguise of Clark Kent just as Jimmy regains consciousness. Oh. Oh. Take it easy, Jimmy. You're all right. Where am I? What happened? You're safe from Tupangato. We're in a sheltered cave. What's that howling noise? Just the wind. We're two miles up on the mountainside. How did we get here? I remember falling out of the plane. Gosh, am I still alive? Well, of course you're alive. Well, I don't understand. I don't understand at all, Mr. Kent. 
I fell out of the plane. Oh, the handle and the floor opened up. I know, Jimmy. You were pretty lucky. Lucky? What do you mean? Well, you got tangled up in the plane's undercarriage. I managed to get a parachute on, and I bailed out after you. Where's the parachute? Oh, it blew away after we landed. Yes, but well, what happened to the plane and Lieutenant Elliot? Well, he couldn't possibly land, so I suppose he turned back. Gosh, it all seems like a bad dream. Where did you say we were? Tupangato, the mountain where those engineers vanished. Say... Mr. White's plane ought to be somewhere around here. He and Lois were headed for Tupangata, weren't they? Uh-huh. Now, Jimmy, if you're feeling all right, let's go out and hunt up some firewood. Looks like we'll have to spend the night here. Oh, I'll hold the flashlight. Gee, lucky thing I brought it along. Yeah. Come on. Gee, what a place. I'll bet there haven't been people here for a million years. Well, we should sure that. Hey, sign you right up this way, Jimmy. Wait a minute. What's that, Mr. Ken? What? Sounds like the shrieking of birds. Birds? No bird ever sounded like that. Those are giant condors, Jimmy. They're like hawks, only much bigger. They're coming closer, Mr. Ken. Down, Jimmy. Kid, quick. Crawl behind that rock. Those condors are big enough to pick you up and carry you. They have talons like knives. What are you going to do? I can't see you in the dark. I'm hiding behind a rock, too. Now keep down and don't talk. Look at the size of those monsters. They must have a wingspread of ten feet. This thing is pitch dark. Jimmy can't see me. Attack him as Superman. Here goes. There's the one I want. The leader. What a bloodthirsty devil he is. Ah, got him. Now to quiet those ripping talons by the ringer's neck. There. That does it. Look at the others go. Now, down. Okay, where are you? Find us a gone. Okay, then, Jimmy. You can turn the light on again. Okay, What's frightening them off, Mr. Kent? Gosh, they were pretty... Jimmy, turn your light off, quick. All I see. Never mind, do as I say. Okay. You hear that? Men's voices. Who can it be? We'll find out soon enough. They're coming this way. Keep low. They're carrying torches. They'll see us, Mr. Kent. Look. Inca warriors. I was right, Jimmy. Look at them. Look at those golden ornaments. Jimmy, we've solved one of the greatest riddles of history. We've found the vanished nation of the Incas. Yeah. We'll never be alive to tell about it. What'll we do, Mr. Kent? It'll see us in a few seconds. I've got an idea. I'll hold out the wings of this giant conger that fell here and walk forward. You lie low behind that rock. Maybe I can frighten them off. You think it'll work? I don't know, but it's worth trying. Here goes. Ah, the wings are open. Plenty of room to hide behind. Huh? They see the bird, but they don't see Superman. They'll never know what hit them. Now. Go, 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 go. All right, Jimmy, you can come on out. Is it safe? Yes. Golly, Mr. Kent, what happened? Well, without cold. Well, the bird confused them, and I landed two quick punches. Now, come on, let's get busy. We want these Inca costumes. What for? You and I are going to masquerade as a couple of Incas. Come on, now, hurry up. There's any time to lose. All right, are. Don't forget the fuzzy moccasins, Jimmy. No. That's right. Hurry up, Jimmy. One of them's coming, too. I'm hurrying. All right. I've got everything. Good. Make sure you have all the gold ornaments. They're probably important. All right, come on. Let's go. Shine your light. Then, hours later, the brilliant sunrise dissolves the darkness of the mountain. Clark, Kent, and Jimmy are discovered kneeling outside a small cave near a ridge at the mountain base. Both are dressed in the rich and brilliant Inca costume stripped from the two Indians the night before. 
Feathered capes fashioned of the plumage of rare tropical birds. Buckles and chains of pure gold studded with precious rubies, emeralds, and moonstones. Industriously, they are pounding pieces of stone together. How much longer do I have to keep this up, Mr. Kent? Oh, you can stop. I think we have enough now. What are we making? Wine? Oh, hardly, Jim. Juice that comes out of these cacao roots is a natural brown dye. Well, what do we want dye for? Well, do you remember the color of the Inca's skin? Uh-huh. It's kind of a reddish brown. Oh, I get it. We're going to color our faces so we look like Indians. Well, go to the head of the class, James. You're brilliant. Well, stop kidding, Mr. Kent. <laughs> Should I put some on now? Yes, I guess so. There's enough in this little puddle here. Smear it all over evenly. All right. Yeah, yeah how's that? That's, that's right. All over your face and hands, too. Uh-huh. There. That's got it. Yeah, looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Uh, how about that outfit? Does it fit you? Well, it's a little big. I tucked up the pants and rolled up the bottom of the cape. Say, Mr. Kent, what are these big orange stones that are hanging from the gold chains around our necks? I don't know, Jimmy. Probably some rare jewel the Inca's prized very highly. I'd like to bring it back with me. It's pretty, all right. Well, let's go. It's mid enough to cow root on you to last forever. <laughs> Come on, now. We're going to cross that ridge out there. I'm ready. Say, these fuzzy shoes are better than sneakers. They're so quiet, too. The Incas use them for fast climbing over rocks. Come on, Jim, over this boulder. Yep, take it easy. Gee, look at the top of that mountain. Doesn't it scare you? Jimmy, this is no time to be admiring scenery. What's that? Probably an Inca chant. Come on. We're going to look over this ridge. Can't go much faster, Mr. Kent. Here, take my hand. Yeah, that's better. All right, I just hold on. There we are. Mr. Kent, look. Caught on a big plateau. Just what I expected. Mr. White's plane, isn't it? Correct. There's Lois, Mr. White, and Bronson. You can see them from here? Well, I see three figures. I wonder where that chanting comes from. Mr. Kent, look. Down there. Incas. Dozens of them, crawling forward from all sides. Notice how those capes make them almost invisible? They're practically the same color as the rocks. Mr. Kent, they're closing in on the plane. What can we do? This is the acid test. We're going to see whether our disguises are any good. I'm going to try this ceremonial flute I brought with me from Washington. Gosh, Mr. Kent, do we have to go down there? There's so many of them. Well, if this flute and these costumes work the way I think they will, it won't make any difference how many of them there are. Yes, but... Suppose they capture us. Well, we'll have to take that chance. Come on. Quiet now, Mr. Don't go too quiet. Quiet, John. Can't show them we're afraid. Hold your head up. Look straight in front of you. All right. My knees are shaking. Come on. Keep walking. Staring at us. Stop crawling. They don't look very friendly. Gosh, they've all got hatchets. All right. This is far enough. Now to try the flute. They're coming toward us, Mr. Kent. Come on, let's run. Stand your ground, Jimmy. Don't move. Golden hatchets gleaming in the sun. The dark-skinned Inca warriors close in on Kent and Jimmy. Will the disguise work? What effect has the flute had on them? Are they coming to do battle or offer friendship? Don't miss the next thrilling episode. Tune in and listen with Superman. 
But forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen... And now to our story. Despite a near casualty, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen have arrived at Mount Tupangato in the Andes. Here, the nine engineers who were surveying the possibility of building a trans-hemisphere highway between North and South America were reported to have disappeared. Kent believes the mountain is inhabited by the lost nation of the Incas, and his theory is proved correct when two Inca Indians attack them. In the ensuing fight, Kent overpowers the warriors and borrows their costumes for himself and Jimmy hoping, by the use of this disguise, to discover where the missing engineers are being held. Dyeing their skins brown with the pulverized root of the cacao plant, Jimmy and Kent approach a group of 20 warriors who are closing in on editor Perry White's stratoplane, obviously to attack White, Lois, and Bronson, the pilot. Believing the Inca ceremonial flute he has in his possession is a sign of leadership, Kent trills the instrument, hoping it will have some effect on the warriors. At the sound of the flute, the Incas stop dead in their tracks, turn and eye the newcomer suspiciously. Will the disguise work? Will Kent and Jimmy be accepted as Inca warriors? Jimmy is straining every muscle to look tall and impressive. Kent watches them closely. Play the flute again, Mr. Kent. They stopped. It must mean something. All right. Mr. Kent, they're raising their golden hatchets. We better run for it. Stand your ground, Jimmy. They're not going to throw the hatchets. They're just raising them. Must be a native salute. See, they put them down again. Mr. Kent, 
please. They're looking right at me. They're suspicious. Quiet, Jimmy. Don't move a muscle. We've got them fooled. Doesn't sound to me like they're friendly. They expect me to do something. All right, we've got to bluff our way through, Jimmy. What are you going to do? I'm going to lead them toward Mr. White's plane. It's the only way out. I'll play this flute again. Now follow me and stick close. They're not moving. Maybe you better play some other song on that flute. Just keep walking. They're following now. Keep playing the flute, Mr. Kent. Keep it up. Mistaking Clark Kent for one of their leaders, the Inca warriors follow him as he starts up the mountain in the direction of Perry White's plane. Meanwhile, on the plateau where the plane landed, Lois Lane hears the distant trilling of the flute. Mr. White. Mr. White. What is it, Lois? Come here. Uh, Hurry. Now, now, what's the matter? You seen a ghost or something? Listen. Listen, it's that weird flute sound again. Lois, will you stop acting like a baby? I can't help it, Mr. White. I'm... I can't help it. It terrifies me. Mr. White. Look. Look at what? Down there at the base of the mountain. Those men. You're right, Lois. They're climbing up. Oh, Bronson. Bronson, come in. What is it, Mr. White? Well, look. Down there. Holy smoke. Savages. Dozens of them. I don't like this, Mr. White. No, no, neither do I. Let's take off. No, we can't. I've got the carburetor disconnected. I was cleaning it. Good Well, get in there and start putting it back. And for heaven's sake, hurry. I'll try to hold them off. Uh, where's that Tommy gun? In the plane. Come on. You bet I will. Here it is. It's all loaded. You know how to work it? Of course. Now, get it. Go on. Go on now. I'll fix that carburetor. Okay, but I don't know if it's time. No, stop. They're still coming. Mr. White. What'll they do to him? Oh, how do I know? Uh, you'd better get into the plane. Oh, no. I can fight if I have to. Give me a revolver. Oh, Lois, I'm proud of you. Here, you stand right by me. I hope I can stop them, Jimmy. We're getting close to the plane. Try holding up one hand and blowing on the flute. That's a good idea. It worked. Now, I'll go on alone to warn Mr. White and Lois. What should I do? Stay right here. If they speak to you, just shake your head. I have to stay with them alone? Don't you worry. I'll be nearby. All right, here I go. Down, Jimmy! Was anyone hit? No, it doesn't look like it. Signal to the Incas to get down, Mr. Kent. Okay, that's Mr. White shooting. Oh, they're flat on their stomachs. All right, I'm going on alone. Now, keep low. Well, not bad for an old man. At least ten of those bullets bounced off my chest. Mr. White! Lois! Who are you? What do you want? Peace, most noble Perry White. Peace. You keep your hands up. Don't try any funny work. How do you know my name? Sire, I have read the Daily Planet time and again. I know, for example, that this dazzling beauty is none other than Lois Lane, second best reporter on your worthy newspaper. You got your nerve. There's something fishy about all this, Lois. What do you mean, second best reporter? Is not one known as Clark Kent your best reporter? If this guy's a native of the Andes Mountains, I'll eat my shirt. Start eating, Mr. White. Underneath this phony coat of tan and all these fine feathers, you'll find your faithful employee, Clark Kent. Clark Kent? No. Why, it can't be. It, 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 
Now, Kent, what in blazes is this? Uh, how did you get here? I knew it. You just can't get rid of him. Way out here, a million miles from nowhere, on top of the Andes Mountains. Now, listen, both of you, this isn't any joke. I may be a phony Inca, but those 20 men back there aren't. Now, listen, Kent, uh, I might have killed you. Yeah, I guess you need new glasses, Mr. White. Those bullets went way over my head. Will you please explain how you got here and stop playing around? Listen, Lois, I'm not playing around. Jimmy Olsen and I... Well, we had to bail out of an army plane. The government sent me down here. Jimmy Olsen? Yes. Was he here? Back there with the trial. Well, who are those savages, Kent? They're not savages. They're Inca Indians. Well, what in heaven's name are you talking about? Shh. Take my word for it, Mr. White. I can't explain now. All I can say is that the Inca civilization did not die as the world supposes. It's alive. Very much alive. And the Indians live somewhere in or around Tupangato. They're responsible for the mysterious disappearance of those engineers. Mm, sounds like a mad dream, Kent. Are you sure? Quite sure. Now, listen. Those 20 warriors back there on the plateau have come to capture you. They think I'm some kind of leader. This this ceremonial flute, I guess, makes me a leader. So you're responsible for all this flute stuff. Clark Kent, you just wait. You've made a nervous wreck of me. Well, I'm not the only one with a flute like this. Apparently every leader has one. Go on, go on, Kent. Uh, what should we do? All right. They think I'm a leader. So don't worry that they'll harm you. Now, the point is... Will you let yourselves be captured so we can find those missing engineers? The car rider specs, come on. Hey, who's that? Shoot him. Let him in. Hey, shut up, Bronson. It's Clark Kent. Uh, come here. Yes, sir. Hello, Bronson. Hello. Uh, don't ask questions, Bronson. We've got to make our minds about something very fast. Now, Kent says there are 20 Inca Indians waiting to capture us. They think he's their leader, and he suggests we let them capture us, and we may find those missing engineers. Now, should we take off or do as Kent says? I don't know, Mr. White. How do we know where the engineers are? Well, that's what we came for, isn't it, to find them? Good girl, Lois. You still want your scoop, don't you, Mr. White? Well, not at the price of our lives. Uh, how do we know what those savages will do to us? I told you they're not savages, Mr. White. They're highly intelligent Incas. Even 400 years ago, they had a well-developed civilization. I don't believe they're savages or killers. Mm, all right, you talked me into it, Kent. But I hope nothing goes wrong. Now, believe me, Mr. White, this is the only way to locate those missing men. Find out whether they're dead or alive. I'm sold. What Good. do we do now? Well, I'll go back and then... Someone else has a flu. Uh-oh. Must be their real leader. I hadn't figured on this. Well, think fast. What are we going to do? You've got us to get us out of this now. Here they come. Here they come. He's talking to you, Kent. Yeah, how can I answer him? Oh, do something. <laughs> how can it be that he who has presumed to lead my men cannot speak the Inca tongue? I wasn't listening when you spoke. Oh? Shall I tell that to my men? Why not? Very well. Obawetakividana! <laughs> what are they laughing at? You have just committed a serious blunder. One that identifies you as an ambassador. What do you mean? That orange jewel which hangs on the golden chain about your neck. You see, we all wear one. Yes? Each man in the Inca kingdom wears such a jewel. It is the most precious possession of our ancient civilization. It is very sensitive to the fluctuations of the heart. So sensitive, in fact, that when a man fails to speak the truth, the color of the jewel changes from orange to yellow. Do you know now why the man laughed? Yes. Where are those nine American engineers? I have no knowledge of American engineers. No? Then why has your jewel changed color? That is enough. Savoir! I advise you not to struggle. You will be bound together in pairs. When our prisoners climb to Pangato, we do not like them to fall into the ravines one at a time. 
You will have another pseudo-Inca warrior tied up with you. Baguabe! Hey. Fortunately, he was not quite tall enough to fool me. Let go of me. Let go of me. Don't struggle, Jimmy. Don't struggle. Give me what? I never thought I'd be part of a change. And voila! Take it easy, Lois. You'll be all right. We'll all be all right. I hope so. And you certainly got us under one fine mess. Well, maybe Clark Kent has gotten our friends into a mess. One that may be difficult to get out of. But at least one thing has been proven. The existence of the Inca Indians. Now all that remains is to discover the fate of the nine American engineers. Are they dead or alive? If alive, where in the vastness of the mountains are they being held prisoner? And can Kent, even as Superman, reach them? Be sure to be with us for the next revealing episode. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings of a single bound, place a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. Disguised as Inca Indians, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen joined a band of native warriors about to attack editor Perry White's stratosphere plane. Then, revealing his true identity to White, Lois Lane, and Bronson, their pilot, Kent advised them to submit to capture in order to be taken to the hidden Inca city. But the Inca chief, aware all along that Kent and Jimmy were imposters, ordered them stripped of their native costumes. Bound with leather thongs, the warriors and their five white prisoners began a perilous ascent of Chupangato Mountain. For hours, through yawning ravines and skirting sheer cliffs of age-old granite, the party climbed higher and higher. Clouds swirled around them like gray smoke, and the wind howled. Can't I? I'll never forgive you for this, if we're lucky enough to come out of it alive. You and that fool disguise. Well, I didn't figure on their real leader showing up so soon, Mr. White. I thought I had everything under control. You thought. Well, all I can say is you'd better get us out of this. I don't know why I ever trusted you. Bronson, Lois, and I were doing all right until you came along. And now look at us. I can't go on much further. The rocks are just cutting my shoes to bits. Steady, Lois. I'll ask the leader to stop for a while. Cuba! Cuba! He's coming. You called me? Yes. How about stopping for a few moments? The lady is tired. I thought this of me. Of course. Stop, Cuba! Cuba! Oh, good to take a load off my poor tired feet. Mr. White, what's in those small wooden boxes they brought from your plane? Dynamite. 
I thought it'd come in handy in case those missing engineers were trapped behind rocks. You haven't forgotten that we're looking for nine American engineers, have you? Of course not. Just hope they don't drop that dynamite. Look at Jimmy up ahead there. Well, bet he's sorry he didn't stay in Metropolis. Poor kid, I know just how he feels. What are they going to do with us, Clark? Kill us? I don't think so, Lois. They've had lots of chances. A little push into one of these deep ravines would do the trick. Obviously, they're taking us somewhere. That one came back. Well, I guess we move on. Yep. Oh, I'm so tired. Every step is agony. Here comes the chief. Perhaps you are curious about your destination, yes? Yes. yes. Where are you taking us? You expect us to scale that mountain peak ahead. How impatient you are. How terribly impatient. Now watch closely. You are about to witness something for which mankind has searched many hundreds of years and will never discover. And you will not convey the information. Is that a threat? It is not within my power to threaten. Look ahead. To Bangato is an impassable peak. A grim monument of impenetrable granite. Stop toying with us, Kuba. Huge, immovable granite. Now watch. Mino Kagwa Amau. What are you men doing under that boulder? A very logical question. That boulder is a true masterpiece of Inca engineering. Revolving. Except left. And on the other side? A tunnel. More than a tunnel. Rather a gateway, a triumphal arch of solid granite that leads to the hidden kingdom of the Inca nation. Now you know why our mountain is sick. Enter the tunnel. As the prisoners and the Inca warriors step into the vaulted darkness of the ancient tunnel... Torches are lit and the huge rock closes again. Silently, our friends and their captors move through the strange passageway, their shadows flickering on the dark granite walls. Suddenly, Kuba, the leader, raises his hand and the warrior strikes a huge symbol. Silently, as though on oiled tracks, the huge rocks slide back from the exit of the tunnel. At first, the brightness of the sunlight blinds them, but then... The whole vista of the kingdom of the Incas stretches like a jeweled carpet below. Huge pyramids of white stone, rich green valleys, great gleaming palaces as far as the eye can see. Take your breath away. Why, it's too beautiful for words. The vanished nation of the Incas. Kent, it's incredible. Yes. Feast your eyes, my friend. It is a pity you shall not be able to see more of it. What do you mean? Unfortunately, it is my painful duty to deliver you to the dungeon of the valley. You are the personal prisoners of His Excellency Nehru, leader of the Incarnation. Dago Seba. Who's that pacing back and forth? Prison guard, probably. Don't see why they need him. We have as much chance of getting out of here as you have of flying. Look at those blocks of granite. And did you notice the chains on the floor? Yes, I saw them. Talk softly, Lois. You'll wake Jimmy and Bronson. Well, what do you propose to do now, Kent? I don't know. Uh, I've heard enough. I'm going to sleep. I'm done. All right. Nothing like a nice, soft stone mattress. Clark. Yes? Do you trust these Incas? In a way, Lois. As you see, they're quite civilized. How is it some of them speak English? 
Evidently, they send men to the outside world who pretend they're from other countries. Say, Brazil or Peru. They learn languages and bring back books and anything they think worthwhile. Yes, I see. But, but if they're so intelligent, Clark, why do they want to prevent the building of a trans-hemisphere highway? Well, probably afraid that white men will wreck their civilization. And you better get some sleep, Lois. You've had a tough day and, well, who knows what's ahead. Here, take this straw pallet. Thanks. I guess I will. Oh, it isn't too bad. See all those jewels the big chief was wearing? Yes. Wouldn't mind taking a few of those back with me. Where'd they come from? Oh, the Andes are filled with deposits of precious stones. Lois. Mr. White. Both asleep. Good. Now to have a look around. As Superman. First, I'll remove one of these granite blocks. God, must be far enough down the end of the corridor now. Here it goes. There we are. Yeah. Who's there? Uh-oh. Kent. Mr. White's awake. Too bad. I'll have to change back to Kent. Shh. Everything's okay, Mr. White. It was loose. I, I thought I'd take a look around. Come on. It's pretty dangerous, Mr. White. Maybe you better let me go alone. Nothing doing. I'm going with you. Now, come on. We're wasting time. All right. I'll go first and pull you through. Here, hold on my hand. There, you all right? Here. Yeah. We're all in the corridor. I remember that torch hanging on the wall. Wait, I'll put that stone back. Someone's coming. It's the guard. Quick, hide in the shadows against the wall. You better jump again. No, it only start trouble. Now, don't move. Hug the wall. Do you see us? Maybe not. Open. Oh, we're in the courtyard. See that lighted room? I'll sneak over and have a look. I'm coming with you. Be safer if you waited here, Mr. White. For my last all time. right, all right, but be careful. There are guards all around. Here, follow me along this balcony. Wait a minute. Some men are coming into the room. Five of them. Keep low and they won't see us. That's our friend Cuba. Must be a meeting of the council. I beg of you to remember, Cuba, that as a Linka chieftain, you cannot befriend white men. But they come in peace, eh? Well, they mean no harm. No harm, you say? They build their cursed highway through our sacred mountains. Is that no harm? Death to the whites! Death to the engineers! And death to the five in the dungeon below! Do not speak with your customary wisdom, neighbors. Why not bring them here? Ask them why they come. And then, if they appear to be dangerous, we can send them to death. Shall I summon the five in the dungeon below? Very well, Kuba. The council wishes to do as you suggest. Bring the five prisoners from the dungeon immediately. Guard them carefully. Mr. White, we better get back. If they find we're missing, we'll all be in a tough spot. Come on. Keep your head down. Careful. Stay low. When that sentry gets out of sight, we'll run across the courtyard and down the steps. All right? Yes. Wait a minute. Turning the corner. He's out of sight. All right. Come on. Mr. White, what happened? 
Turn my angle. Go on without me. Kid, kid, they're coming. Go on. Go on, hurry. As the alarm beats furiously, Inca guards swarm into the courtyard. What will Kent do now? Does he dare reveal his true identity in order to save the situation? Meanwhile, the lives of all of them, including the nine engineers, hang in the balance. What will happen in this ancient hidden city? Don't fail to follow the exciting story. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. When Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, dressed in costumes taken from two Incas, saw a band of Inca warriors creeping up on Perry White, Lois Lane, and Bronson, their pilot, they made an unsuccessful attempt to pass themselves off as members of the tribe to effect a rescue. But Cuba, an Inca chieftain, saw through the disguise. And as a result, all five of our friends were imprisoned in a dungeon beneath the Inca palace. Kent waited until the others had fallen asleep from exhaustion, and then, as Superman, removed a block of granite from the wall to make an opening. As he was about to slip through and explore the Inca city, Perry White awoke and insisted on joining him. Finding their way to a courtyard, Kent and White saw light streaming from a window. Quietly, they crept up to it. Looking in, they saw five men of magnificent bearing, obviously chiefs, who sat in council. One of them was Cuba. Listening intently, they heard an order given for the five prisoners to be brought up from the dungeon at once. Listen. You must mean us, Kent. Of course. Come on. Better get back before they find we're missing. We'll all be in a tough spot. Step on it, huh? Wait a minute. Get down and be quiet. What's the matter? Look over there. See that sentry? Good grief. How'd we miss him before? I guess he makes a circle of this building. He must have just come on here. Well, lucky for us, he didn't spot us at the window. Now, look. As soon as he gets out of sight... We'll dash across the courtyard and down the steps to the dungeon. Right. You say when. Okay. Get ready. He's turning the corner. Now! Oh! Mr. White, what happened? Oh, I tripped on something. That must have sprained my ankle. Here, let me help you out. Oh, go, go on without me. The guards are coming. Here, put your arms around my neck. Quick! No, no, Kent. Run Don't your line. you with me. Let me get hold of you. Yes, you can't carry me. I'm too heavy. There, I've got you now. Hold on. Yeah? Looks like I'll have to do a bit of fancy broken deer running to get through that line. Here goes. Kent, you fool, you'll break your neck. I'll manage all right. Ah, here's the door. Kent, look the steps. Put me down, Kent. Okay, take it easy. Oh, lucky it was dark out there. 
I don't think those guards saw us at all. I hope not. I think the guy sprained my ankle and just turned on it. Doesn't feel too bad now. Well, that's lucky. Come on, now let's get back to the others in the dungeon. Kent, how the devil did you manage to carry me? I'm no lightweight, you know. I, uh, well, uh, I don't know. Desperation, I guess. I couldn't leave you there alone. Well, I'm mighty grateful to you, even if it was a fool thing to do. And say, how did you see your way through those devils in the dark? Look, Mr. White, this is no time for a quiz program. Wait a minute. What's the matter now? I think we've made a mistake. What are you talking about? This corridor doesn't look like the one we came out of. The one that leads to the dungeon. Oh, what's different about it? Looks same to me. Same stone walls, same winding and twisting. No, no, I'm sure there was a sharp right-angle turn just about here. Well, how can that be? Didn't we come in through the door from the courtyard? Sure, but there was a door on each side of the courtyard. I guess we picked the wrong one. Yeah, wouldn't you know we'd picked the wrong one? Well, what do we do now? I don't know. It's risky to go back out to the courtyard and try to find the right door. Maybe our best bet is to follow this corridor. It may lead to the dungeon. Yes, you're right. Come on, let's go. Okay. Hope we get there before that messenger. Mm, no telling what'll happen if those chiefs find out we've skipped. Hold on a minute. For the love of Quiet. Sure, I heard a funny noise. You must have the heebie-jeebies. I don't hear anything. Shh, listen, will you? Hear that? Yeah. What is it? I don't know. It's coming from around that bend up ahead. Let's sneak up on it as quietly as we can. Follow me. It's getting louder, all right. Ken, look up there. That must be a door in the wall. Yes, it is. There's a light showing through a crack in the jam. There's a man in there scraping at the stones. How do you know? Can you see through stone? No. No, of course not. I... Well, that is... I, I think it's a man scraping on stone. Oh, you think? Well, how are we going to find out? We can't break down that iron door. Neither one of us is Superman. Huh? Oh, no, no, of course not. But uh, maybe it's open or loose on its hinges. I'll have to try it at any way. You stay here, back against the wall. I don't take any chances, Ken. This may be risky. Don't tell me who's in there. Don't worry about me. This should be a cinch for Superman. One good shove will snap that bolt. Here goes. There. Now to have a look at who's in this cell. Here now. Come on, Mr. White. Who's there? What? Why, it's a white man. Yes, and locked up like we were. Wait. You're Americans. Yes, we're Americans. Who are you? What are you doing here? Lord, what it's good to hear Americans again. My name's Craig. John Craig. Aren't you one of the highway engineers? That's right. But how did you know? Well, we certainly are glad to find you, Mr. Craig. My name's Clark Kent. I'm a reporter on the Metropolis Daily Planet. And this is my editor, Perry White. Gentlemen, you don't know how happy I am to meet you. But how did you get to the Inca City? Same way you did, I guess. Yes, it's a long story. You see, we flew down to look for you and the other men in the expeditions that were lost. We were captured by the Incas and brought here. And they threw us into a dungeon with three other members of our party, and Kent here found a way to slip out. But how did you get into this passage? Well, that was a mistake. We ducked into the wrong door. No, we're lost. Tell us, Mr. Craig, what happened to you and the others? Where are they? They're alive and well. No physical harm's come to them as far as I know. They're imprisoned in cells, dug into the arch passageway that leads to this hidden city. The one you went in when the side of the mountain swung over. Well, why aren't you with them? I don't know. For some strange reason, they singled me out to inspect their wonderful engineering feats. I tell you, gentlemen, in all my experience, I've never seen anything as miraculous as the things accomplished by these people. You mean things like that huge hidden door in the mountain? That's just a minor miracle, Mr. Kent. Why, compared to some of the things they've done, the pyramids of Egypt are just child play. Wait until you see them. That reminds me, unless we get back to Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson, none of us will live to see much of anything. That's right. But how are we going to find our way back without going through that courtyard? Mr. Craig, do you know any way that might lead us back there underground? Well, uh... Just where's your cell located? Well, as nearly as I can judge, it's on the opposite side of the court from the entrance that opens into this corridor. I'm afraid our goose is cooked. Now, wait a minute. Let's see. When they took me through this labyrinth, I'm sure there was a passage that connected to all the corridors. 
I remember correctly, it begins about 25 paces further down from the door to this room. Well, let's have a look. We've nothing to lose. Are you game to take a chance? You bet I am. Why do you think I was trying to scrape the mortar away from these stones and not to attempt escape? No, that was the scraping we heard. Of course. Well, we can talk about this later. Let's get going. Okay. Here, you follow me. I'll carry this torch. Better stick close, just in case we run into a guy. Right behind you. They must have discovered our absence by this time. You know Lois and Jimmy? No, you idiot. The messengers were sent to get us. Well, maybe not. They may have gotten mixed up in that confusion we started in the courtyard. I hope you're right. See, we're walking right under the courtyard now. In a moment, I think we'll come into your corridor. Yeah. Here we are. You're right, Craig. This looks familiar. Now, let's see. Our cell is down those steps and to the right, about 15 paces. Good. Careful of these steps now. Okay. Now, around this bend... Uh, here's the stone you loosened, Kent. That's right. Stand back. I'll roll it out again. There we are. You certainly are strong, Kent. Shh, wait. I'll see if they're still in there. Jimmy! Lois! Jimmy, it's Mr. Kent. Well? Well, are they there? They don't answer, Mr. White. I'm afraid we're too late. The guards must have reached them before we got here. Stunned by the realization that Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson have fallen into the hands of the Inca guards, Clark Kent, Editor White, and John Craig stare helplessly at each other. Meanwhile, in the resplendent Grand Council Room of the Incas, five tribal chiefs are seated around a long table set on a dais. Nero, eldest of the five and supreme leader of the Inca nation, speaks. Pay heed to what I tell you. We must put an end to the white man's plan for a road through our sacred mountain, or our civilization will be destroyed forever. I say death to the cursed engineers and death to those who came to seek for but, them. Nehru, why need we spill blood? They mean us no harm. No harm, you say? This road they wish to build. It will pass over to Pangato, and the Inca's nation will be no more. Ah, you hear that, members of the council? Two have escaped, but they will be found. Guard, bring the girl to us. The boy and the man shall remain in the anteroom, but watch them carefully. Ogaba. May not too harsh with the girl, Nero. She is young. She's like the rest of them, Cuba. Ah, she approaches with a defiance blazing in her eyes, you see. What do you want of me? We, the members of the Inca's Grand Council, wish you to tell us the whereabouts of your friends. The white-haired one and the tall one. I don't know where they are. Come, be not foolish, pretty one. Tell us the truth. I tell you, I don't know. Hmm, you see, Cuba, this is as I told you. Tell us how your friends escaped. Tell us, or it will go hard with all of you. I don't know. I don't know anything. Why do you not speak the truth? Much depends on it. Even the lives of your friends, perhaps. I am telling the truth. We were all tired and fell asleep when the guard awakened us. Mr. White and Mr. Kent had both disappeared. What have you done with them? You see, not only does she lie with an infamous tongue, but she accuses us of treachery. I say death to her. Death to all of them. Wait, Nero, wait, wait. Have patience, my fellow leader. Give the young woman a chance to speak the truth. Come now. Do not be foolishly brave. Tell us truthfully where they are and how they escaped. I don't know. I don't know, I tell you. It is the truth. I swear it. Enough. Let us have done with this lying. This is my final word. The moon has but an hour to reach the crest of the heavens. Unless within that time you are willing to reveal the whereabouts of your friends and the manner of their escape, you, the boy, and the man shall die. Is that the wish of the council? Then so be it. Well, it looks as if Lois, holding the fate of Jimmy and Bronson in her hands, is in a desperate spot. 
And meanwhile, what about Kent, White, and Craig? Will they be able to do anything in time to save the situation? Don't fail to follow the story. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. Things haven't been going so well with our friends. Searching for nine American engineers lost in the uncharted Andes Mountains, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Editor Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, and their airplane pilot have fallen into the hands of a vanished race of Inca Indians. At the moment, the situation is tense. Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson have been sentenced to death unless they reveal the whereabouts of Kent and Editor White. But they cannot tell because the two men escaped from the dungeon under the Inca Palace while Lois, Jimmy, and the pilot were sleeping. In the meantime, Kent and White, accompanied by John Craig, one of the missing engineers, have returned to the dungeon to find it empty. Listen. Strike a match, Kent. They must be here. I tell you, they're not. The dungeon's empty. I have a match. I've been saving them, guarding them as though they were pure gold. Here, I'll strike one. You're right, Kent. They're gone, but where? Did they have discovered that loose stone in the wall? Not a chance. Now, look at this. What is it, Mr. Craig? The dungeon door. It's wide open. Now, wait. I'll light another match. So it is. 
Well, what does that mean? Simply that Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson were taken out of here. It means something else, too. What? That our Inca friends know we escaped and are probably combing the city for us at this very moment. Oh, I'm sorry it had to happen this way. I was hoping to gain their confidence and in that way get them to allow the government to build a highway across Tupangato Mountain. You'll never do that, Mr. Kent. Not if you stand on your head. I talk myself deaf, dumb, and blind. Cuba was willing to listen, but Nehru, leader of the Inca's nation, would have none of it. I wish you'd stop worrying about that highway, Kent, and give a little more thought to our safety. We're in a fine pickle now. Now, where do we look for Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson? If we stick our noses into that courtyard, we'll have a hundred bloodthirsty savages slicing away at us with their golden hatchet. The Incas are not savages, Mr. White. I've told you that a dozen times. Well, they're not Sunday school teachers either. Well, this isn't getting us anywhere. I'm going out to find Lois and Jimmy. I'd suggest you two stay here for the time being. Are you crazy? It's suicide, Mr. Kent. You're quite right about the Incas not being savages, but I don't think they'd hesitate to kill to protect their civilization. Don't worry, I'll be careful. You stay right here, Kent. I'm not going to be responsible for... What's the matter? Someone's coming. Stand back against the wall. I don't hear anyone. I do. Then why don't you get away from that door? They can't see me. It's pitch dark. Hear those footsteps? Yes. I hear them. Three Inca warriors coming down the corridor. How can you see them if it's pitch back? One of them's carrying a torch. Keep quiet. Don't move a muscle. I've got an idea. Kent, don't you do anything reckless? Shh, quiet. Here they come. I'm going out to meet them. Kent, don't. Kent, Kent, where are you? What happened? Right here. Everything's under control. What in heaven's name are you doing? Dragging these Indians into the dungeon. There, that does it. Now we'll close the door. Will someone please strike a match so I'll know what sort of madness is going on here? Just a moment, Mr. White. There. Good grief, Kent. Did you knock the three of them out cold? Oh, well, not exactly, no. Well, who did? They stretched on the floor like dead fish. Well, it was pretty lucky, I guess. I, I hit one of them, and he tripped and knocked the other two down. I guess they struck their heads on the stone wall of the corridor. Kent, one of these days you're going to get what's coming to you trying to play Superman. <laughs> Very funny, Mr. White, my trying to play Superman. Very funny. Well, it won't be. Mark my words. They'll regain consciousness soon. What are you then doing with it, Mr. Kent? We're going to try something that failed before, Mr. Craig, but may work now. What's this? I know you won't approve, Mr. White, but we're going to strip these warriors and wear their native costumes. Disguises again? Yes. That didn't get us into enough trouble once before. Well, I don't think it will this time. In the first place, it's dark and we won't be recognized so easily. In the second place, it's the only way we can walk out without having them pounce on us. All right, now you take the short one, Mr. White. Mr. Craig and I can take the other two. Come on, now let's work fast. All right, all right, but I don't like this. If we get caught this time, we're in for it good and proper. Stripping the colorful native costumes from the unconscious Inca warriors, Kent, White, and Craig prepare to venture out disguised as members of the tribe. In the meantime, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen are living through some harrowing minutes in a small anteroom off the council chamber. At the moment, Bronson the pilot is being questioned in the chamber itself, while Lois stares out the window at the full moon slowly moving toward the center of the heavens. Wouldn't be so bad, Miss Lane, if you didn't keep watching that moon. I can't help it, Jimmy. The minutes are slipping away. The moon is climbing higher and higher. I know, but try not to think about it. I have tried. It doesn't work. Nehru's last words keep running through my mind. Remember what he said? The moon has but an hour to reach the center of the heavens. Unless within that time you reveal the whereabouts of your friends and the manner of their escape, you... The boy and the man 
so die. Oh, why repeat it? It doesn't do us any good. I'm afraid nothing can do us any good, Jimmy. Why won't they believe us? We're telling the truth. We don't know what happened to Clark and Mr. White. Oh, it doesn't make sense to me. The whole thing doesn't make sense. Mr. Kent wouldn't run out on us, and neither would Mr. White. They were gone when the guard opened the door of the dungeon. How did they get out? And where did they go? Oh, I don't know, Jimmy. I can't think anymore. Why are they keeping Bronson in that council chamber so long? He's been in there for almost half an hour. If they are going to get rid of us, why don't they do it now and get it over with? I have come to have a last word with you. Where's Bronson, the pilot? What have you done with him? The Supreme Council has decided he may be of great value. We of the Incarnation are curious concerning the winged ship that brought you to Tupangato. We would like to know more about it. The man of whom you speak will not suffer the penalty of death for the present. But we will, is that it? Unless you have reconsidered. There's nothing to reconsider. Why don't you believe us? We're telling the truth. We don't know what happened to the others. Honest, we don't, mister. We were sleeping when, when they got away. Nehru has spoken. And the council has given its consent. There is no other course. All right, then get it over with. We're ready, Jimmy and I. You have until the moon reaches its zenith. <laughs> Why wait? Won't be any different in ten minutes or ten hours or ten days. You are young and fair, and the boy is but a stripling. We of the Incarnation have no desire to take life that has scarce begun. We are peace-loving people, but at all costs we must protect the civilization we have built in these mountains. In the world from which you come, there is war and pestilence and the hatred of one man for another. We do not wish to become a part of that world. Therefore, our secret must remain with us. No stranger who has set eyes on the city of the Incarnation may leave it again. Oh, then it wouldn't matter if we did know what happened in that dungeon. We're doomed one way or the other. No. Speak and the sentence of death will not be executed. You will live long among us until your years are many. You mean we won't ever be able to go back to Metropolis? That is what I mean. Oh, what about the Daily Planet? What about my mother? What about... It's all right, Jimmy. We tried hard. We did all we could to help the outside world he talks about get rid of war and pestilence and hatred. That's what you don't understand, Cooper. This road, this highway, our government isn't building it for Jimmy or for me or for any one person. It's for humanity. It's for white men and brown men, rich and poor. Why do you think we have war and hatred? Because people who are separated by thousands of miles of jungles and mountains don't know one another. This highway will join them in a bond of friendship. They won't fight, they won't hate, they won't... No, not for you. You wouldn't understand. I understand perfectly. I am but one of five. There is nothing I can do. Then why waste time? What's that? The hour has come. The moon has reached its crest. You have a final word? No. I've said everything I have to say, and that goes for me. The guards are waiting on the balcony. They will escort you to the Valley of the Shadows. We're ready. Aren't we, Jimmy? Yes. Digamano Pei! Digamano Pei! Surrounded by warriors of the tribe, Lois and Jimmy move slowly across the huge courtyard in the direction of the shadowed hills. At the same moment... Three men in native dress are approaching the palace. So far, so good. A dozen of them have passed us by without question. 
There's only one thing, Mr. White. What? Their word of greeting seems to be wana. Make use of it. If they greet you, greet them. Mr. Craig's been doing it. I know, but whenever one of them comes close, my false teeth begin to chatter so much I can't say boo, let alone wana. Here come two of them now. Try it. Wait for them to greet us. Wana. 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 All right. Yeah, but I almost swallowed my teeth, Mr. Kent. It's trouble, Craig. See that group of warriors walking across the courtyard? There must be 20 of them. Mm, I don't mind one or two, but let's stay away from 20. Seems to be going someplace. Could it be to the tunnel? You know, my colleagues are in prison there. That's strange. What's strange? I thought I saw a flash of blonde hair. Are you losing your mind? What are you talking about? Blonde hair, like Jimmy's. Can't for heaven's sake. Stop talking in riddles. Get a little closer to those warriors. No, no. No, nothing doing. I'm not sticking my head in any lion's mouth. Now, come on. You said we were going to the palace. All right. I'd like to investigate that. Investigate what? Never mind. I'm probably wrong. Let's go. If Kent only knew how right he was, if he only knew that his super sight had caught the glint of Jimmy Olsen's blonde hair even in the darkness, has he missed his one chance to rescue Lois and Jimmy from the Valley of the Shadows? Don't miss the next startling episode. There's a thrill a minute. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Behold my glasses. Ooh, yeah, let me something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. Searching in the Andes Mountains for nine American engineers who disappeared while surveying the route of a trans-hemisphere highway, 
Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, Perry White, Lois Lane, and Bronson the pilot were captured and imprisoned in the palace dungeon of the Inca Indian. But Kent and Perry White slipped out while the others were asleep and eavesdropped on a meeting of the Supreme Council. They overheard Nero, chief of the Inca nation, order the five prisoners brought before him. Hurrying back to the dungeon, Kent and White lost their way in the maze of corridors and accidentally found John Craig, one of the missing engineers. Together, they located the dungeon, only to discover that Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson were gone. Subduing three Inca guards and donning their ornate costumes, Kent, White, and Craig went in search of Lois and Jimmy, unaware that Nehru had sentenced them to death. Leaving Craig to stand watch, Kent and Perry White crossed the darkened courtyard just in time to see a detachment of native guards marching away toward the mysterious Valley of the Shadows. Suddenly, Kent stopped short and stared at the backs of the marching guards. Listen. That's strange. What's strange? But I saw a flash of blonde hair among those guards marching out of the courtyard. What are you talking about, Kent? Blonde hair like Jimmy's. I'd like to investigate, Mr. White. Investigate what? Group of warriors. Mad? I'd just as soon stick my head into a lion's mouth. Now, come on. We're going to the palace and no place else. Suppose you go on and I'll go along. Nothing doing. You're sticking with me. All right. I was probably mistaken anyway. Come on, let's go. Approaching the Inca Palace, Kent and Perry White, pretending to be gods, take up positions on the balcony outside the window of the council chamber. I see Bronson. He's the pilot. But I don't see Lois or Jimmy. Quiet, Kent. Nero, the big chief, is getting up. He's summoning the guard. They're taking the pilot away. Probably to the same place Lois and Jimmy are, down to the dungeon again. Let's go. Bronson was smiling. I wonder why. Hmm. I don't know what he's got to smile about. Careful down these steps. This is where you tripped and fell. I'll be careful. But Kent, look. Those guards and Bronson, they're coming out of the palace. I'm going to join them. Maybe I can find Jimmy and Lois. Mm, I'll go along. It'll look better if two of us join that double column. Careful. Hide in the shadows and fall in as the column goes by. Ready? Let's go. Hmm. They seem to be leaving the palace grounds. Mighty strange. Great Scott. We're starting up the mountainside. What do you suppose that means? Search me. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't Craig say the other engineers were in prisons in the tunnel? You're right. I'll bet that's where they're taking Bronson. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Here we are. It's the exit to the tunnel, all right. Hey, look at those two guards with the torches. They're waving them around in circles, Kent. Four circles, to be exact. That's probably some kind of signal. Yes, it is. Look. The rock is turning. Come on, Mr. White. Looks like we go in. Hmm. Funny I didn't notice this corridor before. Look at the stone doors. Each one must lead to a cell. Shh. Putting Bronson in. Mr. White, I'm going in with him. 
You get back to Craig's cell under the palace. I'll meet you there. Okay, don't. It may be dangerous. Not my chance while those other guards are in there. See you later. Don't forget to come back for me, you hear me? I'm supposed to be free. That's what the boss Nero said. What did you mean by that, Bronson? Who's that? For heaven's sakes, who's that? Answer me. It's Clark Kent. I sneaked in with the guard. Kent? No, I don't believe it. Don't you recognize my voice, Bronson? Yeah, sure. That makeup. Look like one of the Incas. Can you blame me for not believing it's you? You don't sound very happy about my being here. Why should I? You've got their blood on your hands. Whose blood? Come on, Bronson, speak up. Sure. Why shouldn't I? Lois Lane and your little chum was sentenced to death because of you. What? That's right. They're probably dead by now. If you and White hadn't sneaked out of the dungeon, leaving us to take the rap, there wouldn't have been all this trouble. And the girl couldn't explain where you were. The councilman sentenced the kid and her to death. How do you know? Why did they let you go? I'm too valuable. They want me to teach them to fly the plane. So, you managed to save your own hide. Where are Lois and Jimmy? Where did they take them? I don't like your tone. Never mind my tone. What have they done with Lois and Jimmy? Answer me, Bronson. All right, all right. Take it easy. Get them tough and do you any good. I figured them brown devils would catch up with us sooner or later. Why they had to toss you into the clink with me is something out of Bronson, I'll break every bone in your body unless you tell me what happened to Lois and Jimmy. I'm warning you. Oh, wait. Wait. I'll tell you. Give me a chance. All right, go ahead. All I know is the council sentenced them to death because the girl wouldn't tell how you and White escaped. You're lying. No, I'm not. I was there when the guards took him away. Where did they take him? Some place called the Valley of the Shadow. I don't know where it is. Even if I did, it wouldn't matter. It's too late now. You can't get out of here. Stone doors are foot thick. Oh, don't let that worry you, Bronson. I've gone through thicker doors. Listen. <laughs> open now. Wide open. Kevin, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Where are you? Nothing doing. Stay right where you are. I'll just push this door back in place. Kevin, let me out. I didn't say what I said. I'm going to Yes, Sorry, Bronson. So long. Yes, Now I get out of the tunnel. As Superman. And find the Valley of the Shadows. I'd feel safer if I knew where to look. This mountain covers a hundred square miles, and there were probably thousands of valleys. Well, here's the exit. I hate to bust up their trick door, but plowing through it is the quickest way. Oh, wait. Someone's coming. An old Indian carrying a torch. He might be able to tell me how to get to the Valley of the Shadows. Good thing I'm still wearing this Inca costume. There must be enough of that brown stain still left on my face to get by. I'll chance it. Oh, Inca! Uh-oh. He can't understand English. I'm sunk. I am chief of a distant tribe, old man. Do you speak the tongue of the white man? Yes, I have been taught that tongue. Good. Then we may speak together. I come in search of the Valley of the Shadows. You know of such a place? Who does not know of it? There, the sacred river vanishes as if by magic into the bowels of the earth, churning and boiling like a thing possessed. I do not understand. It is strange, but true. All my life have I marveled. There is a river pouring over a cliff into the valley, Thunder is as nothing to the fury of it. But you say this river vanishes into the earth? It is so. From a great height, 
The water falls into a huge hole in the ground. The wise men say this hole goes to the center of the earth. That I do not know, but it must be true since the water does not overflow the hole. Where is the sacred river? You will take me to it? It is far distant, and I am an old man who travels slowly. I will carry you. I'm young and strong. It is important that I reach the Valley of the Shadows quickly. You need not tell me why, for I know. Tonight, a sacrifice will be made to the river god. A sacrifice? Yes, a woman and a boy. I heard the guards speak of... Well, then hurry. Open the tunnel. There's no time to lose. Stand back. I will pull the lever. There. It is open. Now, which way, old man? I do not like to be reminded of my ears. You may call me by name, Siba. Yes, yes, of course. Which way, Siba? First, the tunnel must be closed. There are captives in the cells, white men who soon will be sacrificed to the river guard. Close it quickly. Step outside the tunnel. Now, I will close it. Now, which way? Just tell me. Wait. There is one thing more. Let me hold the torch higher. You say you come from a distant tribe? Yes, a tribe dwelling across the mountains. You lie. No, believe me, Siva. I say you lie. The precious stone you wear around your neck has changed color. It is the stone of truth. And when its color changes, he who wears it lies. Now listen, Siva. You are old and weak. I am young and strong. Lead me to the Valley of the Shadows or I will not answer for what will happen. It does not matter. You have lied. And no longer can I trust you. I will not betray my people. I will not lead you to the Valley of the Shadows, though it means my death. I have spoken. Stunned, Superman towers over the aged Indian, knowing full well that for once he is helpless with all his amazing powers. Seba has revealed enough to convince Superman that Lois and Jimmy are in grave danger of losing their lives. Will he be able to find the Valley of the Shadows without Seba's help? And if he does, will he be too late to prevent the weird human sacrifice? Don't miss the next thrilling episode. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth. And justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. 
As you remember, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen were sentenced to death in the Valley of the Shadows because they were unable to tell the Supreme Council of the Inca Indians how Kent and White escaped from their dungeon prison. Bronson, the pilot, was spared because the Indian chiefs hoped he would teach them how to fly the stratosphere plane marooned on the mountain plateau. Discovering that Bronson was being held in a tunnel cell, Kent joined him there and learned of the death sentence imposed on Lois and Jimmy. Posing as chief of a distant tribe, Kent asked Seber, the aged tunnel gatekeeper, to take him to the Valley of the Shadows. The ruse almost worked until Seber noticed that the jewel Kent wore around his neck had changed color, proof that he was lying. In the meantime, Lois and Jimmy, flanked by armed warriors, have entered the Valley of the Shadows and are slowly approaching a giant waterfall that thunders over a cliff and seems to pour into a huge hole in the ground. As they near it, the warriors stop, draw back, and begin to chant. Listen. Boy, I guess this is the last stop, Miss Lane. What do you think they're going to do with us? I don't know, Jimmy. Whatever it is, you can be sure it won't be pleasant. This must be the sacred river they were talking about. I don't see any river. It's just a big hole that looks like a kettle. That water pouring over the cliff is falling into it. It must be an underground river or else that hole would overflow. Look at it. See? Think they're going to drown us in that underground river? I don't know. Remember what I told you, Jimmy. No matter what happens, we've got to take it with our chins up. I know, but we wouldn't have a chance if that water travels underground. It's like a whirlpool. Easy, Jimmy. Easy. It was only some way of reaching Mr. Kent. I know he'd get us out of this. I'm afraid both Mr. Kent and Mr. White were too anxious to save their own skins to worry about us. Well, don't say that, Miss Lane. It can't be true. They stopped chanting. Something's going to happen. Hold my hand, Jimmy. You're trembling. Your fingers are cold as ice. I'll be all right. Well, here they come, Jimmy. Wait. I found something in my pocket. What do you mean? It's a police whistle Mr. Kent gave me a long time ago. Do you think if I blew it loud, someone might hear it? I'm afraid not, Jimmy. Well, there'd be an echo, wouldn't there? It might travel a long way. I'm going to try it. Here goes. Shrill and sharp, the whistle rings through the valley just as the Indian warriors close in on Lois and Jimmy and force them close to the seething cauldron of angry water. Miles away, at the entrance to the mountain tunnel, the last dying echo of the whistle reaches Superman's keen ears. What was that? Police whistle in these mountains. Must be Jimmy blowing it. All right, Seba, I won't need your help now. I know where the Valley of the Shadows is, where that whistle came from. Up, up, and away! Like an arrow shot from the massive bow, Superman knifes the darkness, winging high over the jagged peaks of Chupangato. His unerring sense of direction leading him straight to the source of the whistle's distant echo, the Valley of the Shadows. For a moment, he hangs suspended above the roaring waterfall, above the huge foaming hole into which it is pouring. But only for a moment. His sharp, all-seeing eyes have seen two figures being hurled into the mad, churning whirlpool. Like a plummet, he drops from the sky, cleaves the water with the speed of a torpedo, and lets it sweep him underground into the thundering blackness. Where are they? I couldn't have hit the water more than a second after they were thrown in. It only wasn't so dark. Wait. Something up ahead. It's Jimmy. I'm coming, Jim. Keep your head up. There. Got him. Oh, poor kid. He's half drowned. Now to find Lois. She can't be far away. 
Ah, there she is. Struggling, trying to swim. It's impossible in this torrent. Don't fight, Lois. All right. I got you, Lois. Now she's unconscious. Well, maybe it's better that way. Neither of them will know how they were rescued. Now to fight my way back against this current. Oh, wait. Maybe I won't have it. Seem to be pinpoints of light up ahead. What? They're stars. Evidently, this river does flow above ground beyond the falls. Well, that's a relief. Ah, there we are. This is much better being out in the open. Now I can wade ashore and revive Lois and Jimmy. There. Dry land feels good. Well, looks like I'd better work on Jimmy first. Artificial respiration should do the trick. Over gently. Now, gentle pressure on the lower ribs should force the water out and the air in. Breath. Two, three, relax. Breath. As Superman works over Jimmy and Lois in an attempt to restore them to consciousness, Perry White, still disguised as an Inca warrior, returns to the dungeon beneath the palace to join John Craig, one of the American engineers. Crossing the courtyard, he makes his way along the corridor toward Craig's cell, only to stop short as he hears approaching footsteps. I have to find Craig's cell before that guard spots me. Now, let's see. Fifteen paces beyond this corridor. This should be it. Craig. Is that you, Mr. White? Yes. Open up. Quick, someone's coming. All right. Come on in. Fine. Here. Put one of the links of the chain over that bolt on the outside. There. That'll look as if the door's locked. That guard is carrying a torch. He's coming this way. He must have heard us. Quick, into the shadows. Pretend to be asleep. All right. Locked in with Bronson, our pilot, up in the tunnel. Well, they're probably safe enough up there. Mm, sure, they're safe. But what about Lois and Jimmy? What's happened to them? For all we know, they may be dead. And there isn't any way of finding out. Shh. That guard's coming back. Keep down. I'll try snoring again. Well, you should feel a lot better now, Jim, with all that water out of your lungs. Oh, I do. Gosh, I must have swallowed half that river. No, not quite. How about you, Lois? Feel all right? A little weak, but glad to be alive. I still don't understand how you pulled us out. Well, I told you. I was wandering through the valley searching for you when I heard Jimmy's police whistle. I ran to the place where the river came out of the ground, and both of you floated by like logs. Sounds like a fiction story. But we're here, and that's what counts. Well, what happened to Mr. White? Where's he? I told you, we found one of the engineers in a cell under the palace, a man named Craig. I imagine he and Mr. White are waiting there for us. Oh, what are we going to do? We've got to get them out. Well, we will, all in good time. Well, while you're figuring out a way, I'll wring out my clothes. Gee, that's right. We're all wet. How about building a fire, Mr. Kent? There's plenty of dry twigs here. Fine. We can strike some sparks from these rocks, Indian style. I don't think a fire will be seen. Boy, there's plenty of wood. Some dry moss for tinder. Uh-huh. Yes, well, these rocks look as if they'll do. Hard as flint. Now, here goes. When the sparks fall, you start blowing, Jimmy. Okay. Ready? 
There, there's some sparks. She's taken. Oh, boy. Hmm, feels good. You sure they won't see the flame? No, not a chance, Lois. You see, the Incas think this river drops straight down to the center of the earth. If they knew about this spot, they'd know that the river comes up in these mountains. Well, we must be miles from the city. Mr. Ken, if the Incas think the river goes to the center of the earth, then they must think we're gone for good. That's right, Jimmy. Oh, and if we're supposed to be dead, nobody suspects us of being alive. Jimmy, a couple of more brilliant deductions like that, and you'll be up in Einstein's class. Oh, wait, hold on, Lois. Stop kidding, Jimmy. He's got something there. Well, if it's another clever plan to win their friendship, I give up. Oh, it's more than that. Assume we've been given up for dead. And assume we could make the Incas believe that Mr. White and Mr. Craig are dead, too. Then we could really work undercover. Meanwhile, we'd all be safe here. I won't consider myself safe until I'm back in Metropolis. Uh, you will be soon. Right now, I've got to get back to the palace and find Mr. White and Mr. Craig. Oh, I'm coming with you. Ah, nothing doing. You stay right here and protect Lois. Fine gentleman you are. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. All right, I'll be back as soon as I can. Once out of sight of Lois and Jimmy, Kent and his true guise of Superman flies to the Inca Palace and drops into the courtyard. Then, with the stealth of a panther, he climbs the wall and enters the rear door of the dungeon. It's gloomy and silent as he makes his way toward Craig's cell. Waiting until the guard's footsteps have died away, he starts forward as Clark Kent. That must be the cell. Yes, it is. Mr. Craig, it's Clark Kent. Kent. How did you get out of that tunnel? Never mind now. Is Mr. White with you? Yes, I'm here, you numbskull idiot. Why in the name of heaven? Listen, listen, I stopped at the dungeon to get your clothes. Well, what's the matter with these Inca costumes we're wearing? Listen, there's no time to explain. Now fill these coats and pants with straw. There's plenty of it on the floor. Yeah. Are Lois and Jimmy all right? Yes, yes. Hurry, will you? What's this all about? Please, Mr. White, do as I say. I'll tell you later. Now hurry. Yeah, more of your nonsense, eh? Mm-hmm. All right. Will you please hurry? Hurry up. The guard's coming. All right, are the clothes stuffed? Mine are. Good. Same here. All right, then let's go. Bring these dummies with you. Dummies? Kent, what are you talking about? I'll explain later. The guard's coming. We've got to get out of here. Now follow me. Come on. What is Clark Kent planning to do with the straw-stuffed dummies? Something is brewing, and you can be sure that whatever it is, it's going to be exciting. So don't miss a single episode. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget... Tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen... 
And now to our story. When Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane, condemned to death by the Incas, were hurled into the sacred river, an underground torrent in the Valley of the Shadows, Clark Kent, as Superman, rescued them. At the same time, he discovered that the river, which the Incas believe flows into the center of the earth, came above ground some distance from the Inca city. Still hopeful of winning the friendship and confidence of the supposedly lost race of Indians, Kent evolved a plan of action. Leaving Lois and Jimmy on the riverbank, he returned to the palace dungeon where Perry White and John Craig, one of the nine American engineers who had been lost, were waiting for him, still garbed in the Inca costumes they had taken from their garb. Mysteriously, Kent instructed them to stuff their regular clothes with straw so as to create two dummies. What's the idea of this, Kent? Is it another one of your harebrained plans? Don't ask questions, Mr. White. Put some more straw into the arms of that jacket. Make it look like a human being. How's this, Mr. Kent? Fine. Hold it up a minute. Ah, it's perfect. Fifty yards. I think it was you, Mr. Craig. No, wait a minute, Kent. Wait a minute. Are these straw men supposed to look like Craig and me? That's the idea. All right, let's go, gentlemen. Now, each of you carry your own dummy. Follow me. Of all the fool stunts, this takes the cake. Come on. Let's hope you know what you're doing, Kent. Careful now. It's dark here. Door to the courtyard and only a few feet away. Mr. White, grab my hand. Mr. Craig, hold on to Mr. White. Okay. Here's the door. Now up the steps. Careful. Right. You have to climb over the wall. Too many guards at the gate. Can you see where you're going? If you can, we can. No time for wisecracks, Mr. White. Yes, we can see. Quiet. Plenty of chance to yell in a few minutes. We live that long. All right, here's the wall. First, we'll throw these straw dummies over. Give me yours, Mr. White. With pleasure. Thank you. Now yours, Mr. Craig. There you are. All right. All right, now, Mr. Craig, stand up on my shoulders and pull yourself over. I'll kneel down. Wait a minute. That's right. All right. Don't worry. I've got you. Listen. What were those drums? I don't know. Probably a change of the guard. Steady, Mr. Craig. Can you make it? I think so. Yeah, I can just reach the lid. All right, now, wait. I'll stand up. There. Hurry. I don't want them to see us. All right. I can make it now. Jump to the other side. Ground is soft there. Okay. Come on, Mr. White. How will you get over? Don't worry about me. Mm, if I don't, who will? I appreciate that, Mr. White, but this is no time to be stubborn. I'll be over the wall half a second after you are. No. Please, Mr. White, I can climb the wall. I've done it before. In a few seconds, this courtyard will be filled with guards. Are you sure you can get over by yourself? Dead sure. Oh, right. Steady now. I'll hold your ankles. There. Can you reach the top? Yes, I'm taller than Craig. Here I go. Fine. Jump. Now to hop over myself. <laughs> Kent, how did you do? Oh, I'm an old pole vaulter. All right, come on. I'll carry these dummies. Where to? Up the mountain. Hurry, follow me. Watch your step. It's dangerous here. Uh, it's terribly steep, Kent. How much higher are we going? My wind isn't too good. Come on, not much more. Careful, don't dislodge any of these loose stones. I can't. I'm afraid I'll have to rest. Right here, take my hand. It's just another 20 feet or so. All right. we're, we're way above the palace now. Just a little further. All right, this is fine. There we oh. are. Now to set up the dummies. I'll stand them up here. The moon gives just enough light to make them look real. 
I don't get the point of this, Mr. Kent. Mm, if you ask me, there isn't any point. Oh, yes, there is. Both of you are going to be killed. What? Huh? I mean killed in effigy. That is, these dummies will die horrible deaths. Oh. <laughs> we'll prop them up against this rock. Over here. Well, I'd be fooled myself at a distance. How's it look to you, Mr. Craig? In this moonlight, they look quite realistic. But what happens now? Well, I attach this piece of string to your dummy. And this string to Mr. White. There. Now, a little yank, and they go plunging down into the gully below. You get it? Not quite. All right, now watch. Now we send the Incas a few stone calling cards. Now keep low. What do you mean? Are you going to let them know we're up here? Of course. They've got to kill you. Now, Kent, if you're off your nut. Maybe so, maybe so, but here goes anyway. Yeah, this rock is just the right size. Now, a flock of smaller ones. Ah, swell. Now, listen. See? They're swallowing the bait. All right, come on down here, behind the rock. We have to hide. Uh, Good and dark uh, behind this boulder. Uh, we'll be able to see them coming up the mountainside. Right, I'm here. All right, we'll go. Go. can't get your hand, Mr. White. That's fine. There we are. This is fine. Box seats for the big show. I'm going to enjoy it. I don't like this, Kent. What if they aren't fools? Don't you worry, they will be. But you'll have to do a little acting. I'll give you directions. Listen. They're coming closer. They're beginning to climb the mountain. Yeah. All right, Mr. Craig. Lean out and yell. Mr. White, they're coming. Mr. White, they're coming. Swell. All right, Mr. White, here's your cue now. Shout, hurry, Mr. Craig, hurry, they'll get us. Yachting business. All right. Hurry, right, Mr. Craig, hurry, they'll get us. Excellent. Now, at the proper time, all I have to do is pull these strings and Mr. White and Mr. Craig plunge to their doom. They're coming closer, Ken. Good. You're going to enjoy this. No, 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 I'm not. I can think of a lot of places I'd rather be right now. I see them. More than a hundred of them. A pack of hungry wolves. All right, Mr. Craig, at the top of your voice, yell, Quick, Mr. White, over this way. Quick, Mr. White, over this way. Good. Your line, Mr. White. Look out, Craig, don't slip. Look out, Craig, don't slip. That's it. Listen, they quieted down because they see the dummies. Two of them are stepping forward. They're raising their hatchets. Mr. Craig, shout, Mr. White, look out. Mr. White, look out. That's it. Now, when the hatchet hits the dummy, scream, Mr. White. He's throwing it. Here it comes. Oh. I'll pull the string. There it goes. Here comes the hatchet at the other one. Scream, Mr. Craig. Oh. There goes the other dummy. Well, they fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Wonderful. Gentlemen, you're both dead. It's amazing. It worked. It worked. Congratulations, Kent. That was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yes, it worked, but what does this accomplish? I'll tell you. Nehru and the rest of the Inca Council now believe that we three and Lois and Jimmy have been killed. That will give us a free hand to act. What do you mean, act? What are we going to do? Well, the first thing to consider is, can we escape? The second thing is, do we want to escape before we make the Incas agree to allow the government to build the Trans-Hemisphere Highway? What do you think, Mr. Craig? Well, if we merely escape, our mission has failed. It'll still be impossible to build that road. What do you propose, Kent? I was coming to that. Suppose, working secretly, we were to do something for the Inca people. After all, they want progress. Now, what one thing can we do to show we mean them no harm, but on the contrary, we want to help them? Do you know, Mr. Craig, some, some big thing? Let me see. I really don't know, Kent. 
They seem to be self-sufficient. All right. Now I'll have to find out. But meantime, let's be getting back to Lois and Jimmy. I promised to return at dawn. If we start now, we can just about make it. Pretty sure I know the way. Follow me, but watch your steps. Making use of his amazing power of being able to see in the dark, Kent leads Perry White and Craig safely to the riverbank, where he left Lois and Jimmy. There, while a happy reunion is taking place, he excuses himself on the pretext of searching for more wood for the fire, and as Superman streaks like a comet back to the palace. Still in his Inca costume, Kent makes his way through the great halls until he comes to the empty council room. And there, hiding behind some draperies on a balcony above the room, Kent stands motionless as the chief of the tribe, Nero, and an Inca leader enter the room. Are you certain, Numachi, that both men met death? I am, Nero. It was the chief engineer and the old man who was captured with the four others. Mr. White, he was called. He who escaped from the dungeon. Sir, Lumachi, uh, you saw them plunge into the valley? I did, Nero. Both were struck by golden hatchet. Good. With Cuba called away, we can soon put an end to the eight others imprisoned in the tunnel. What do you think, Lumachi? You, you know I agree, Nero. I have always agreed with you. Death to the white men. Death to all who intrude upon our sacred mountain. When shall they die? Hey, there is no time like the present. Shall I summon the warriors? Yes, yes, assemble them in the courtyard. It shall be done, Nero. Death to the white men. Wana Laki. Death to the white men. Nero's heart is filled with hatred, and the lives of eight American engineers are hanging by a thread. Can Kent save those lives and at the same time win the friendship and goodwill of the incarnation? It seems impossible, fantastic. Yet that is the task that lies before him. What will he do? Things are rushing to a terrific climax, so don't miss a single thrilling episode. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Excelsior!